Welcome back to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. Uh, on today's episode of the podcast, some thoughts on Raw and uh, specifically WWE doing the big triple threat main event between uh, Big E, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley, which, uh, as we know, that was added to the show once the show had already started. The big uh, tease, I guess the big hook for the show heading in was the six-man tag between the Bloodline and the New Day, and that started off the show, leading to Lashley getting involved and uh, setting up that triple threat match, which, for the match itself, let's start with that. Really good match. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is, I think, what people want out of Raw, and we'll, again, kind of allude to that point as we go throughout this episode, but, like, this felt like a big-time match. This was not just another rematch. This was not just sort of another sort of combination uh, that we've seen before on Raw where maybe it's not necessarily a an actual rematch, you know, in a one-on-one or two-on-two setting, but you have a lot of the same sort of participants in the ring together and such. And I know you could say that here with having Big E and Bobby Lashley, but this was different than I think the cash-in you had last week where it was a pretty short match between Big E and, and Bobby Lashley there. But this was a full-length match, you know, where you had those two in it, but you also bring over Roman Reigns from Raw and as a lot of people are pointing out on Twitter and such, you not only bring Roman Reigns over uh, from SmackDown, but you bring him over for two matches, and you want to get the most out of putting Roman Reigns on the show, and they did that. I mean, you know, for starters, he wins the the first part of the the night, he gets the win, and then he finishes off the night with a win, and you're just building this seemingly, um, you know, unconquerable character with Roman Reigns, and we've discussed that many times on the podcast. Uh, you know, we uh, mentioned articles I've done on it on who should be the person to eventually dethrone Roman Reigns. My pick initially, this was probably, what, probably more than six months ago now, I guess, was Big E. But, you know, as we've seen, I don't know that that's going to be the case necessarily now. As Big E has become the WWE champion, they could certainly go that way. We know Survivor Series is a possibility, depending on the match there. But, they brought over Roman Reigns, and I think it was pretty clear that, um, at least from a match standpoint, it was a, a pretty good idea because they put together really one of the better Raw main events we've seen in a while, I thought, just in terms of uh, these three guys. I mean, they worked hard. Uh, just a, a really, really good match. I mean, just a lot of fun. I don't know that the finish necessarily was ever in doubt. It seemed like doing the triple threat. I mean... I, there there was no way you were going to have Roman Reigns or Big E get pinned here, I don't think. I don't think that would have ever been considered, considering that these are your top two champions and Reigns has, you know, not been beaten in forever. Big E just won the title last week. Uh, if you wanted to demolish any goodwill you'd built up, I guess you could have pinned Big E in this match. But it seemed like it was always going to be the situation uh, where, you know, they were going to be able to to put this in a spot where it was going to be Bobby Lashley being the one uh, that actually took the pinfall here. And so uh, I think that was something that you sort of expected, but that didn't take away from the match. I think there were you know different points in the match where there were some pretty near falls, uh, even though maybe in the back of your mind you never expected Roman Reigns or Big E to get pinned. Um, I, I thought they they bolted up nice. So everything was set up in a really good way. And again, I mean, it's it's Roman Reigns coming out of this looking very, very strong. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you could pick apart. Does Big E need that win there? But I don't think they were going to go that route either because ultimately it seems like we're going to get that Big E Bobby Lashley match again uh, in the very near future. So I think that is something too you factor into it. But 
it felt like a fresh main event. That's probably a long way around to saying that. Like, it was different, it felt fresh, and it delivered a very, very good match. And I think that can go a long way uh, to get people to tune in. And that's, as we know, been the big point of emphasis for WWE in recent weeks. With the return of the NFL and Monday Night Football, uh, they want to be able to find ways to beef up the ratings and it's going to be a challenge no matter what they do but having roman reigns on the show you know last week it was the whole Big E setup ratings were not great because you knew they were going to go down because of the whole situation uh, with monday night football now they weren't great overall but with the Big E segments did pretty well all things considered uh, so i think you have to look at that it wasn't it wasn't Big E that was the reason uh, that the overall viewership and such went down uh, that was just a product of having Monday Night Football back, and I think now, how are they going to do this moving forward? Because I've seen some people mention different possibilities. Uh, it was also, I think it was uh, Russell Votes on Twitter on Monday, talked about how this was going to be viewed as a very important episode of Raw internally within WWE, because if from a rating standpoint, this turns out to be a hit, which I don't know exactly what you would put in the range of what is considered a hit. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate it being 2 million viewers or anything like that. Uh, they did go up again against a Monday night football game, Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions. Don't know what that's going to look like from a rating standpoint. But if you just think about this, WWE has clearly looked to try to find different ways. And one of those ways, you know, going back to that report was the possibility of just having these top stars interchange on Raw and SmackDown and having guys from SmackDown come to Raw, having Raw stars perhaps go to SmackDown. Although, as we know, SmackDown's actually, there's no reason to be upset if you're SmackDown and looking at the ratings they're getting, you know, regularly getting 2.2, 2.3 million viewers um, on Fox. Don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if you're looking at trying to find ways to really you know, increase interest on Raw during football season, this is certainly going to be, you know, a possibility that they would have to consider. And I think it does devalue the draft, which they're going to hype that up coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you'll have the two-night draft. And, and and I think at this point, though, something that to look at with this draft and, and, you know, in trying to make these dedicated brand splits with WWE is that you can do this, but... Is there really anyone jumping from one show or the other right now, honestly, outside of Roman Reigns, that is going to move the needle perhaps in a significant manner? And by that, we mean, of course, talking about viewership ratings and such. Um, and we'll see, you know, what the Roman effect is on Raw once those ratings come out later on Tuesday. But is there anyone that's really going to shake things up so much to where it's going to make one show must see or, or the, I don't, I don't know that the answer to that is yes. I just think at this point, we've seen so many people face off against each other, whether it's recently, whether it's in the past, um, you've seen a lot of these people interact with each other in some way, shape or form on the WWE roster. Um, you know, again, whether it's recently, whether it was last year, the year before, We've just seen so much of it, and and that's not to blame the performers. It's just, I don't, I mean, a Drew McIntyre moving to SmackDown. Yes, that will feel fresh. There are some things over there you can do with Drew, I think. Specifically, he is someone I would put in that category, maybe a very small group of people who it will feel like, you know, maybe something different, and there's something they can do by moving Drew 
to SmackDown that will feel different than what we've seen recently, perhaps. And, and I do think that's probably a very good possibility of seeing Drew McIntyre move to SmackDown. It seems like they've been setting that up for a while now. There's really nothing else for him to do on Raw um, unless, you know, you're going to turn him heel and put him against Big E. I, I don't see that happening, but uh, I think Drew moving to SmackDown is pretty much inevitable at this point. But really, we, we've just seen so many of these matches before, and that's where we talk about with the rematch stuff and everything that comes in. I don't know, and, and I'm not advocating you know, for them to drop the brand split because I think that that if you drop the brand split, that becomes an issue of, okay, you're going to focus on the same three or four guys every single week, and you're going to have you know 50 people sitting around doing absolutely nothing who maybe before were getting an opportunity to do some things uh, on television, even if not consistently, but at least you know on a regular basis every now and then, um, maybe that would be an issue, and, and I have no doubt about that. But still, I, I mean, it is interesting because you know I, I am not totally against the idea of even if you do this draft, even if you're still doing the brand split, I'm not against the idea of having people come over for the right reasons, not just to have someone float from Raw to SmackDown with no no background whatsoever, just out of the blue. I don't think there's any reason for that, but if you're WWE, your whole business is built around (laughs) telling stories. You can come up with a story to give me a reason why Roman Reigns needs to come to Raw that week. Or a reason why, um, you know, anyone, take your pick, uh, Cesaro needs to come to Raw that week or so forth. Give me a reason and it makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything that you can just say, oh, well, there's, there should be no reason why that person should go from Raw to SmackDown. It should never happen. It's the same company. It may be a brand split, but it's the same company. I think that if you can give me enough reason to be invested for that person making the jump, even in the brand split era, um, I'm all for it. Like, why not? So, and if it helps the show, if it makes it a better show, why not? So I think that is, that is something that's going to be interesting to see. Even, I mean, they're going ahead with the draft. We know that for sure. But even in the scenario of, let's say this Roman Reigns thing does really well. And, and by the way, you're not going to be able to replicate that with everyone, right? Like this, this could just be, you know, let's say ratings do go up. If viewership goes up, knowing that Roman's on that show, you're probably going to be able to do that with everyone. Like, that's that's Roman Reigns. That's the top star in the company. Um, so you're not going to be able to necessarily replicate that by taking someone else and putting them in that same spot and expecting the same results. It's just not going to happen. But if you can give me more of a reason why, you know, Roman Reigns should be regularly featured on Raw or uh, someone else, you know, that, that becomes someone that kind of jumps back and forth, I, I just, I don't have an issue with it. I think at this point, again, to me, it's all about the quality of the show. I care more about the quality of the show than I do the brand split. Um, give me a show worth watching. Give me a show I can get invested in. And if you need to bend the rules a little bit with this brand split, um, fine. Like, it's just, I think we've reached that point with Raw specifically where we're seeing it. Like, the last two weeks of Raw have felt different. They felt more, you know, it, it's reinvigorated. Like, You've felt this from this show where there has been a clear, focused effort to do certain things. Some things may not work, but some things they are at least trying. And, it, and I said it before, you know, going back to last week, it doesn't feel like WWE is an autopilot anymore. And that is a good thing. Whether it's Monday Night Football, whether it's, hey, you've got your big main event coming up on AW Dynamite this week, WWE would never say this publicly. We know that. But if that's the message they want to send. You've got Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. 
we're going to give you three of our top stars in the main event and two of our top champions in the same match uh, with Roman Reigns, Big E, and Bobby Lashley. If that's the reason behind it, again, I'm fine with it. Like, because that shows me you are at least trying to think outside the box. You're not on autopilot. You're not just putting on three hours of television to put on three hours of television because you have to. You're doing it with a focus, some sort of intent. Is some of it short-sighted? Perhaps. And I think that, you know, a month from now, are we having the same discussion? Perhaps not. I don't know, but I do know that at least now, it feels like there is a focused effort from WWE to try to change some things. They're not going to be able to change everything. They're not going to be able to improve, I think, just the overall quality of Raw overnight. They're not going to be able to double their viewership or anything like that. But if they are at least trying to actively find ways to improve the show, and, you know, by most accounts, if you look at it, like, Raw was very well received uh, from a lot of people, more so than usual, on Monday night. And that's kind of what it comes down to, is you just... You want to put on a good show, and if you need to break some of your own rules and go around those a little bit to do it, I think it's, I don't know that a lot of people are going to be too upset about that if it makes for a better show. Um, So again, I I know that can sound counterproductive at times to doing the whole draft and saying, well, why won't they keep this guy away? Uh, Well, if it comes to Roman Reigns, I mean, you know, as we've said too, we talked about the reports in the past of USA Network and Fox and sort of USA probably feeling a little bit behind. I'm like, well, why don't we get Roman Reigns? Because you've got this brand split. You're getting him on Fox. They're boosting ratings. They're, you know, they're advertisers, they're sponsors. They're getting a boost from this. Why can't we get that? And that's the problem when you have, you know, a show that's on two different networks with with two different companies. Like, that's what you have here with, with Raw and SmackDown. And so to keep everyone happy, this may just be what you have to do moving forward. And, and I do think, again, in the right scenario, it could make for a better show. Um, and so that's, that's what matters. Quality is what matters. And I think sometimes, again, if that means you don't necessarily stick to every... I mean, I mean, come on, let's be honest, too. Like, the brand split, has it been a hard, fast brand split for a long time now? No. Like, we've seen people jump all over the place. We've talked about this, you know, they had this quarterly, I don't know, invitation or well, all of this nonsense they've used at times to try to justify it. You don't have to justify it, I think. Like, just figure out a reason. Give me a reason why uh, to do it. You don't have to make up some complicated rule or anything like that. Just give us a reason why this guy decided to show up on Raw or why this guy needs to be there. And if it's good enough, I think wrestling fans will accept it and be like, all right, if it makes the show better, great. And maybe that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'd love to hear feedback on that. Uh, But uh, I think quality always matters over everything. And uh, speaking of quality... If you want to be uh, very high quality, below the waist, you can do that with our friends over at Manscaped because the support for 411 Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, and uh, Manscaped offers those precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, they just launched the fourth-generation trip of the Lawnmower 4.0. We keep talking about it here on the podcast. Uh, you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and you can do it with this exclusive offer just for you. off and free worldwide shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. I keep talking about it. One of the first people that has gotten a chance to try this lawnmower 4.0, and I love it. I can't say it enough. I love this thing. Uh, Everything on it, completely next level. It's got all the stuff you need. It stops you from uh, those grooming accidents that no one wants uh, because of the technology they use, the cutting-edge ceramic blade. Uh, You can have more confidence shaving below the waist. 
It's also got that uh, travel lock for great for people who like to travel. Uh, the LED spotlight I keep talking about. What an unbelievable deal that is to have a spotlight below the waist that uh, you can really uh, get that precise shave you want. Uh, it's got the uh, different guard links you can trim with different sizes uh, and the wireless charging. Uh, the wireless charging system, uh, it's just got everything you want to make that battery length last longer. And uh, as we always say, if you're still shaving with your face, and uh, body with the same trimmer, uh, you're doing it wrong. You just can't do that. Uh, so you need to boost your confidence with this new body trimmer from Manscaped uh, to make me time the best time, get the smoothest shave you've ever gotten, and get it with 20% off plus free shipping with the code 401wrestling at manscaped.com. Use the best tools for the job and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 411wrestling at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. And use that promo code 411Wrestling. Unlock your confidence with the new Lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. So, again, if the quality of the show is what we really want to focus on here, I think that, you know, Raw was a more quality show on Monday night. And that's what you have to continue to piece together. You have to put those together consistently to get those viewers back that you that you perhaps lost. Um, and you're, again, you're losing from Monday Night Football. That's one of the, the points of this. And... We know, too, it's been a hot topic. We've talked about on the podcast about AEW Dynamite defeating Raw in the key demo. Um, I think that's where, you know, you get a boost by trying some of this outside-the-box stuff and not necessarily kind of putting yourself in a in a box where you just cannot, you know, you have all this structure and you can't sort of have a little more leeway with that. Um, but uh, I just, I think overall, you know, Raw was just, it felt like they were actively you know, again, experimenting, doing some different things. And whether that pays off down the road, I don't know. Uh, whether it's just a short-term thing, because we've said this before, WWE has had no problem necessarily, you know, with just delivering short-term success. But it's can you do that week after week after week? And we've talked about the challenges of doing that with a three-hour show. Never going to be easy as long as Raw is three hours. I think there's always going to hit a point where you kind of hit a wall with Raw, and it's just like, you know, what else can you do? And what else can you, you know, necessarily do to make people tune in for a three-hour weekly TV show? Um, it's, it can be a challenge. And so I think that's always going to be something that they're going to have to look at. But again, they they were actively trying to do different things. This Raw felt different than the previous Raw, but it seemed like both of them I think this one more so than the previous one, and that's not the, I mean, the Big E thing was huge, but in terms of top to bottom on Raw, the whole entire show, I think this one felt, you know, as an improvement. So that's all you can do. How do you keep improving week after week? And, you know, there were other things on this show I, I enjoyed. I mean, I thought the, you know, you had the segment with Charlotte and Alexa Bliss. I mean, that was something that, that builds up, you know, you give, give them time to have a nice little promo segment. Thought that was fine. Of course, you had Randy Orton versus AJ Styles on this show. Uh, we talked about the two matches involving Roman Reigns and such and all of that. I mean, there was just a lot of good stuff, like the Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax thing. I I don't know necessarily about what the follow-up's going to be, but I do like the aspect of Shayna Baszler going back to this sort of badass, uh, you know, don't give a damn about anything except just beating people up and just destroying them. I'm fine with that. Uh, have no issue. You know, they tried the, the tag team here with Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo. Maybe that leads to something. Um, they get a quick win, basically, over, you know, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. So perhaps that leads to something where you're building something in the tag team division. You had new women's tag team champions <laughs> with Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. Um, you know, 
I mean, will that lead to something long-term? We'll see. But that has been a WWE go-to thing, as we know. Sometimes you put champions there, put two wrestlers together, uh, unlikely duo, you give them the tag team titles, and you go from there. That's uh, that's a trope they've revisited a lot over the years. You know, Jeff Hardy gets added to the triple threat match at Extreme Rules with Damian Priest and Sheamus. So up and down the line, like this felt like a show that had purpose. And I think that can go a long way. We talk about that, right? With SmackDown sometimes, AW shows, other shows. Like if your show has a purpose, if everything on that show feels like it has a purpose and it's going to lead to something and it's not just there to be there because you have to fill three hours, that can go a long way. And I think now, as we always say, the biggest thing is going to be how does WWE follow up on this? And can they string together these kind of shows Week after week after week. I know what a lot of people are saying right now. <laughs> History has proven that it's going to be a challenge. Uh, but uh, maybe over the past couple of weeks, they found something that they can lean on to, to try to use at least a template here of what may work, even if it doesn't, again, revolve around instant rating success uh, where you know they're just throwing everything at the wall they can to try to figure out what sticks. And Sometimes it's not a bad thing, uh, but I think in this scenario, it felt like there was a reason for Roman Reigns to be on the show. I mean, you had the stuff there, um, and I, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm very curious to see how long WWE is going to kind of be able to to really, and I don't even know if groove is the right word, because again, you can still pick apart some of the things they're doing, but can they stay with this focused effort, which we know everything is always going to go through Vince McMahon. Can they have sort of this focused uh, direction of where they want to go? And can they stay on that path without every single week, perhaps trying to look at it and say, all right, we need to start over. We need to try to aim for something big this week, even if it has nothing to do with next week. Can we, can we figure that out? Can we build out a three-month storyline that is going to stick and stay on that path for three months? That, I think, has been one of the biggest challenges for WWE. But I think from now, with your, your NFL season, especially on Raw, you're trying to combat, you know, losing viewers. And like we said, we know, I mean, the rising momentum of AEW right now is unlike any other we've seen from another company challenging WWE in a long, long time. So there's a lot of things in play here that has put WWE in a position to where were they going to answer the bell or were they just going to sit back and keep doing the same types of shows they've been doing for really a while now um, on Raw specifically? That was the question, but I'm at least trying to be optimistic that they have tried something and uh, they have sort of answered the call here and it looks like they're motivated. And I, you know, you guys know if you listen to the podcast, that's something I've, I've said in recent weeks, month, um, when WWE's motivated, WWE can do good things. And if they can stay motivated here, maybe that will lead uh, to more, you know, types of Raws that we got on Monday night, because I thought overall, you didn't have to love everything, but I think everything at least had a clear direction, perhaps. For for, for Raw, for, for Monday, it had a clear direction. Can it stay on that same path next week, the week after, and so forth? That's going to be the big test, I think, as uh, WWE has to continue to create new stars, and maybe that's where NXT 2.0 comes in. Uh, but uh, it's all about creating stars. It's all about building stories that people will get invested in. I think at least for the past couple weeks, uh, specifically this week's Raw, 
thought they did a pretty good job with that. So uh, we'll see if they can keep that going. But uh, there were some quick thoughts on Raw on Monday night. You can read all our reviews uh, and everything over uh, at 41mania.com. You can check out all the reviews over there. As usual, Tony Acero, his uh, Raw reviews up. Uh, Thomas Hall's got his as well. You can read those over on the site and uh, check out all the news, uh, reviews, columns, everything we got going on up there. And uh, as always say, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for 41 on Wrestling. And uh, be sure to leave us a nice five-star rating review. That just lets the show reach more people. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Put the link to that in the uh, uh, show notes. Uh, So be sure to check out. We're working on a lot of videos. We keep saying we've already put some stuff together we'll have going up on the the YouTube channel here pretty soon. So check that out. And uh, as always, we will have the link to the GoFundMe, Larry Zonka's family, in the show notes. Uh, So be sure to continue to share and contribute to that if you can and uh, everything else, 411mania.com. But uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on Wrestling Podcast.